Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. As I lifted my hands up, I see they're a little ashy, but we're in December, so that's to be expected, right? Well, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you probably will get a glimpse of this ash. But what's most important is that this season in December is about family, and so families that try together. And last week we had uh, Gwen Jorgensen, our Olympic gold medalist, and her family talking about what it takes to you know, send an Olympic gold medal, support a family that will support an Olympic gold medalist. And this week, whoo, listen, when I tell you that this season has been, people have come into my life in such unique format that I can't describe or explain it myself. And so I met this father-daughter duo at the Mitchell house I guess it will be on the Chesapeake Bay area for a race with kinetic multi-sport. And we were all doing Waterman's and we were staying at this cute little bed and breakfast. But of course, you know, at a bed and breakfast, you have breakfast at a certain time and you have your tea time, you have your, like everything is just really organized and sanctioned. And so the final day we were all checking out and all of the athletes were checking out and we were having breakfast together and started talking. And it was just like, whoa, when you meet this father daughter duo, you'll realize why I had to have them on. Now, let me just set it up. So we met briefly, or I guess from a distance at age group nationals. So that's the wild part about it. But then we were up close and personal. Ah, they can't see that yet. <laughs> And we were up close and personal at the Mitchell house. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome in Hannah Dighton, who is a Connecticut native who recently transplanted to the Washington, D.C. area with a passion of movement and outdoors. She is a member of the D.C. Tri Club and spends a lot of her time training, doing yoga, hiking and camping and loves seeing live music. She also works as a psychiatric nurse practitioner practitioner but Hannah and I have in common that we don't plan and we just do things without planning and when we found that out we were like oh this is meant to be uh I also want to welcome in Pops now listen here when you meet Pops you'll know why everyone calls him Pops his name is Chris Dighton who wears many hats as grandfather triathlete spin instructor and 30 plus year business owner and tile contractor he's a lifelong athlete and his favorite weekend of the year is the collegiate NCAA lacrosse national championship and he believes in the practice of gratitude every day welcome 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 to the Tri beginners luck podcast Hannah and pops how y'all doing great how are you Mashanda I'm so good. Okay, I'm going to put it on like a split view now, but show okay. everybody your shirts that you were trying to show them up front. <laughs> you know, the USA uh, Triathlon National, um, Age Group National Championship. There we go. <laughs> Look at that. So, y'all, what I love about this story is Hannah and Pops ha have done every single triathlon of their career together. What? <laughs> yes. 
They yes. started their career together and they actually did their first Olympic this year at Waterman's. Mm -hmm. So just give us a little bit of, of a background about how you even got started into this pops. Cause I think you're the one who brought Hannah into uh, the sport. Sure. So um, we are both really, we were bred to be team sports competitors and um, Hannah played uh, uh, lacrosse, you know, in college and she was always in the constant training mode for uh, her team sports. And when her career was starting to wane um, and realized, you know, lacrosse was coming to an end, um, I too was kind of coming to the end of my, my career as an old man lacrosse league player. So we kind of merged, ironically enough, these two generations at the same time. And we were searching for something that could fulfill our athletic well. And so we started training together really when Hannah was a, a collegiate athlete, learned kind of our behaviors, uh, learned how to tolerate one another in some of the crunch times, uh, but but all kind of built on itself. And, you know, Hannah graduates, she starts spinning. I see that she's spinning. So I started spinning. And so we just kind of, come out of you know we've come out of this together and just realized we were searching for something more so I ended up uh at my local gym I saw there was a, an opportunity to take a beginner triathlon class 10-week program and I told Hannah all about it and she said well that sounds that sounds fantastic <laughs> when am I going to do it so anyway moving you know pressing forward we we both have just started we started about Six. six seven or eight years ago um doing these triathlons together and you know it's it's been um it's been a great thing because she pushes me more than i can really push myself so it's, maybe now <laughs> yeah maybe now right? yeah. <laughs> that the tables have turned so uh yes. what would be your take on it hannah yeah, I remember I was studying abroad in France at the time. So I was having multiple pastries a day, not thinking about <laughs> athletic endeavors, just really, you know, living the good life and enjoying it. My dad asked me and said, you know, would you sign up for this? Like, I'm going to do a triathlon and I'm very much a yes person. So I said, let's do it. Let's do it. So I remember coming back and it was only a couple of weeks after I'd come back to the U.S. And um, I was not in the best shape of my life, but we ended up doing it together. And then, yeah, we were just kind of hooked by the camaraderie of the triathlete community, just how everyone was cheering for us um, and each, you know, everyone out on the course. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And then from then it, it took off and it was also a good way to bond as a father daughter pair, you know, um, to have something, some shared interests, you know, as I've Definitely. gotten older, to kind of yeah, be able to do things together and have those sacred moments, you know, as I get older and, um, yeah. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Of course not, Pops. You cannot get older. You only get better. Right? That's better. Yes. <laughs> better. I love it. The fact that, um, Hannah, you say yes, I'm kind of like that. It's like, okay, sure. And then you think about it and you're like, 
what did I um say yes to? Okay, <laughs> I should probably at one at some point start to research the things I say yes about. But sometimes the best things are just going out there and doing it. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. your effervescent personality like myself that just says, okay, sure, we'll do it. Let's make it happen. Right. Um, so you guys both did your first race together in 2017, was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go back there. First race. Tell me about that experience because now you have war stories, right? You have your version and Hannah, you have your version. So I want to hear both versions. So tell me what it was like uh, training for your first race and then actually competing in your very first race. So lack of training was probably a bigger, bigger issue. Certainly for me, Um, I was swimming was a, something I did growing up as a kid. It wasn't something I ever trained for, you know, certainly for triathlons. I certainly didn't do enough swimming training before my first triathlon. I didn't know what to expect, but I sure didn't expect what I was up against when I did my first swim. (laughs) I can tell you uh, it was a half mile swim and I darn near drowned a couple of times and uh, threw up multiple times during transition, getting onto the bike. It was like, it was the greatest uh, learning experience. My first try that I, you know, I'm glad I didn't know what I was getting into because transitioning then onto the bike, I was still a little uneasy. We're on the bike course. Hannah and I were doing it together. We decided we would parallel our race. We weren't racing against anybody. We were just trying to do it together. And, you know, halfway down on the bike ride, I fell off my bike, reaching for my water bottle. So poor Hannah's thinking, oh, this old guy, what am I going to do with this old guy? You know, I was just like trying to get through the experience. But one way or the other, I I got to the finish line, you know, and I learned a lot. I knew I had sent the benchmark. I knew what it was and I knew what I had to do. And, and I can assure you, there was a lot more training after that first triathlon. <laughs> but you know, what's so interesting is that I love the, the way you said, I set the benchmark and then you changed the course to do the training, but the fall off the bike, sometimes falls shake you up. What was the, like, what were you thinking? And was it just like... <laughs> Look at you like, what was that like? Cause I know when I fall, I'm real dramatic. And so I'm liable to just lay there and just be like in the moment, just for a second to get my thoughts together. But what was that like when you fell down and what motivated you to keep going after that point during the race? You know, I have to tell you, it, it really wasn't an emotional issue for me. Um, I am by nature kind of a physical person. So, you know, falling off the bike didn't, you know, rattle me in terms of, you know, am I broken or something, you know, I just kind of uh, sucked it up and realized, you know, um, I'm, I have an issue here, you know, I, I have to, you know, get my bearings, get back on the bike, get my water bottle that rolled across the road <laughs> and, you know, just get back on the pedal. I'm, I'm a pretty determined person, so I don't. It really didn't, it didn't set me back. It was just kind of another 
example of what I need to do better. You know, it was just a reminder, you know, for the next race and what, you know, going on my training journey now in between, you know, uh, events, I, I go back to these moments every single time. And it's really a blessing I felt, to be honest with you. If it was so easy, anybody could do it. And I, you know, I know anybody can't do it. You just have to stay determined. Now that's the, now that's a whole word. If it was easy, anybody could do it and not everyone does it. So only a, right. a certain percentage of people do triathlons over across the world, no matter what distance they, it is. Yes. And honestly, getting your water bottle and balancing your water bottle and drinking, that's still challenging for many people, even yes. people have been doing this for years. I was um at a race recently and somebody was saying, how look, I'm still not that comfortable getting my water bottle. So I have to do a different type of hydration system so that I can get water because otherwise it's just really hard for me to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but if your water bottle happens to fall off in a race and you can go without it, just let it go. Yes. He did. And then I couldn't let him go without it. I think I scurried and I yes, had to go you stopped him. <laughs> That was the same image I had in my head was the the water bottle just like crossing the road across the road. Yeah. And hoping no one else tripped on it. And right. Yeah. Pretty funny. Look at you guys just being so courteous. Okay. Hannah, <laughs> tell us your version of your story. Cause I mean, you guys are riding parallel. So the yes. stories are different yet very unique. So tell us your version. That I mean, that was definitely. I know it didn't shake up my dad, but I think it shook me up a little bit to see him, to see him fall and then kind of have to get, get ourselves back going. Um, but the race, I thought it went okay. All things considered, I think on the run, I was definitely, um, hoping to do a little, a little bit stronger, but I, you know, stayed back with pops yep. and we finished strong together. <laughs> yes, we finished so, together right. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, from the first race, I feel like I have no memories that are burned in my brain aside from being with my dad. Um, but so it, was that type of race that you erased it? I think so. Honestly, <laughs> that might be a little, a little suppression there. Exactly. <laughs> Purposeful. Uh, okay. Well, well we yeah. won't take you back to that place because we don't want to, we don't know if it was a dark place or not, but we'll, what we will do is move forward and we'll talk about some other races and what sure. racing has done for you. So you've gotten your first race out of the way and now you know what you need to focus on. So what did you learn from your first race that you're, that you're taking into your journey as a more um, seasoned athlete? Hmm. That's a great question. Wait a minute. I didn't stump you guys. I no. know. I'm like, this is only question number three. I'm like, well, well yeah, I can kind of fill in that void. Yeah. Um, the whole experience of that first race and not really, you know, having a good training um, regiment going up to it. Um, I learned I need to train more, of course. And then I learned how to create a training program for myself um, but more importantly, I learned how to really, and I really do embrace the training aspect of it. I, I look at it as just it's selfishly time for myself 
to, you know, make me a better person, not just a better triathlete, but just, you know, a better person. I can think clear when I'm exercising. And, and that's why I really, you know, embrace with the training now, certainly with swimming, you know, swimming has become what was my hardest event and least favorite, probably my most favorite now for, for those reasons, you know, it's, it's a really a Zen type of experience. And, you know, when you're out there in the open water, how many people are willing to go out there and swim in open water, you know, with, with things swimming around you or stinging you and, and kind of put that aside to still stay in the moment. So it's, you learn a lot about yourself. Certainly with. I would have to agree with you. Um, I do believe that each race brings on a different challenge and the objective is as long as you're trying, you should be learning because you're always going to learn something. And when you mentioned, um, I can't necessarily, like swimming is what I'm probably the best at. Like it's, it's not as zenful as you recall, will call it, but I do enjoy going to the pool and just floating. And so that's Mm -hmm. my idea of Zen is just not doing anything. But most people are that I'm hearing talk about how the pool is creating a Zenful experience for them. And I think that's important, especially as you transition that into outside and doing open water swimming and being able to lock in that focus, even when there are things floating around you or to your point, graciously (laughs) stinging you without the invitation because no one came for them. So they need to stay in their own lane. (laughs) But I guess that is their lane because that's their natural habitat and we're invading their space. But whatever, I digress. Right. (laughs) What about you, Hannah? I think to go off the the training, just kind of integrating it into the daily program and kind of it being part of, um, you know, my life. I feel like that was one thing my dad instilled in me was just like working out, doing something physical every day, you know, whatever it is. One thing he always tells us, it's not how long, it's not how far, it's how often. So kind of like not pressuring yourself to go out and kill it every day or be the best you can be every day, but to, you know, to do something every day and just build up that consistency. Um, So that was after that race, that was one thing where I was like, if I just, you know, kind of stay in shape, stay consistent, then hopefully that would lend itself, you know, to other races, being able to get through them and then obviously ramping up the training prior to there, but like being consistent. Mm. Yeah, it's that consistency. And I like what you said about it's not, it's about how often Mm -hmm. and what doing what makes you happy essentially is what you said. So you started in 2017. So take me through the course of your, I guess, race history, because you don't just do triathlons, you do road races as well. So Give the audience a little bit of taste of the races that you do together as a father-daughter duo. Yeah, so we we do a lot of different things. So we have done a duathlon. That was yeah. before our tri career started and we kind of got over our fear of swimming. Um, but we also do a lot of running races. So um, we, our family does the Marine Corps uh, 10K slash marathon every year that happens in DC. And we've kind of rallied around that race, which has become, um, a great 
familial tradition aside from just the two of us. Um, and then we love, you know, the turkey trots, the <laughs> holiday races, things like that. Um, I've gotten up to the half marathon distance that I've done three times on my uh, own race trajectory, but um, the other races right. that we do are like the 5Ks and uh, the, the fun runs. Can't do the long game on the runs. It's tough for me. Now. Yeah, now. The long yeah. game, yeah. Understood. And I hear you don't have to run. Mm -hmm. There's some people who power walk faster than some people run. Did you know? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. I think yeah. that has actually been a great thing for dad. He, you know to have some patience with himself, with his body. He's had some hip problems this year and to be, you know, working on another area of life that it doesn't always have to be so competitive all the time. Right. You can kind of honor your body and honor what you can do that day. And I think that has been a hard lesson for you to learn, but I think you're starting to. But a, worth, but, but a worthwhile lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah see how that's hard pops because you are a former athlete and you know that competitive spirit is in you and you know what you could do and so you in your mind want to still maintain that level but I love how Hannah is so comforting and compassionate and like <laughs> learning how to honor your body like looking at right, you, right. you understand honor yourself and chill out dad that's what I'm right, really trying to right. tell you right so gentle way. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I certainly believe that, you know, it is the participation. I really put 100% in that. And I've dialed back uh, the competitiveness of it and the expectation of trying to do my personal best every race or that that's kind of been sliding off the table a bit. I, it's all about the participation. I'm certainly trying to do the best I can, but I'm not holding my hand to the fire. You know, and again, I've, I've kind of, you know, my, my feeling really is it's, it's the training. That's the journey for me that I really kind of, it's the solitude of, you know, every day. And then when we get, when we can convene and we can race together, you know, that's just icing on the cake. That's just, that's just the epitome of goodness, you know, but it, it's the day in, day out that I, I celebrate, you know. I love that. Um. So what is one of your most memorable experiences? Because since you've started doing triathlons, because you've started in 2017, but you've only done duathlons or sprints up until 2022. So right. what has been your most memorable uh, race <laughs> experience? Oh, we're getting laughs. I have a good, I have a good story. <laughs> That's funny. That's a great question. And I was thinking you, you may ask that. So I'm thinking... So during all this, the, these, these few years that we've been doing this together, there's an element, well, there was more of an element of competitiveness with each other. You know, what was your, you know, what was your transition times? What was your swimming splits? You know, blah, blah, blah. We go back and forth. There was a little bit of a competition going. And so probably three or four years ago, we were doing a, uh, a sprint um, on the coast in Connecticut, Niantic. And, and the swim brought you out into, you know, the uh, the ocean there, a protected area of the ocean. 
And, and so my my heat left first. Our, our swimming leg uh, left first. I think I was either three minutes or six minutes released before Hannah. I was like, this is good. This is good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the water. And I know Hannah's a much better swimmer than I am, and she's faster than I am. But I'm thinking – I'm going to beat her in the race itself. I'm going to I'm going to have enough time. I just want to cross the finish line ahead of her. My time won't be better, but as long as I get to the tape first, I have bragging rights. So, I go out and swim and I'm I I feel like I'm, you know, nailing the swim and I come out of the swim, I'm running along the beach and I'm running running towards the bicycle transition area and I'm ripping off my wetsuit and all of a sudden I turn around and there's Hannah. And she goes, hey, Dad. And I'm like, oh, my God. She, she's made up six minutes right out of the gate. So I'm already ahead of her. My wetsuit's off. I'm clipping in. I get on my bike. And I take off. I said, enough of this kid. I, I got to get ahead of her. She's not going to beat me. We're racing, you know, through the town of uh, Niantic. And about halfway through the uh, the bike leg, you know, I'm like, I am killing this bike. Like, I am like ripping it. There's no way she's going to get me today. I have her, right? And about halfway through, I'm like digging and biting and digging. All of a sudden, I hear this, hey, Dad. And she goes ripping by me. And just that was the last I saw of her for the rest of the day until she had to wait for me at the finish line for about 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> so we kid all the time, hey, Dad. You know, as she goes ripping by me so i've learned to accept that wow. right yeah i started I, I created a monster <laughs> <laughs> so we crack up about that all the time so did you um, know you had passed your dad in the water hannah no not not in the water definitely not usually we keep our when we're allowed to we keep our um our belongings together next to each other, the bikes. So we kind of can tell who goes in, who comes right. out. But at that point, no, I didn't know that he was, <laughs> that I was in like neck and neck with him until I saw him at the transition area and like, hi dad. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Oh my goodness. It's you already again. <laughs> oh, that is such a good story. Uh, what is it like, you know, um, what a great memory. I think, you know, I think the reason why I wanted to do families that try together is because I want people to know that it can be so fun to introduce and just fun to create these memories and that there mm -hmm. are families who are trying all over and it, it doesn't have to be at a particular age. No, you can just get out there and do it. And so, um, when you're training and you're racing together with your dad, and vice versa pops with your daughter. Sure. Um, what are some of the, the precautions that you take into place? Because a lot of times I've heard, and we've had guests on the show that's like, look, when my kids are out there, I'm just not at peace. So what brings you both peace knowing that everything is okay when you're racing together? Good question. Yeah, that is a great question. Do you um, yeah. Well, you know, now, you know, as Hannah's gotten better and she's elevated her game, I, I really don't worry anymore. I don't worry about um, really the safety aspect of it. You know, she she's a conditioned athlete. She takes it seriously. And so I really don't um, 
I don't worry like I used to, you know, early on about where is she, how is she feeling, you know, hopefully she, you know, uh, prepped right in the morning. I mean, we have all that kind of down now. So I'm, I'm always just thinking I can't wait to talk to her after the race. I'm always just looking forward to that. So, you know, fortunately for me, and she probably has different thoughts just because I'm older, um, you know, I, I don't worry about her anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, she's given me that gift. I don't have to worry about her in that sense. On the race course. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's very, right. that's good to hear. During Waterman's, I took a wrong turn and I got lost for a bit of time during the, uh, the bicycle leg of that. And um, my dad was there and my sister and, and uh, her family was there. And I was just thinking, I was like, dad, yeah, dad's probably not worried, but I know Sam's worried. Right. I know she, even if, yeah, even if my dad is, uh, let go of the worry, um, someone's worried, but, um, I, I would say the opposite. I feel like when we first started, you know, I thought that my dad was, uh, infallible and, you know, he's kind of the the superhero icon can do anything like of course I'm not worried like he'll be fine um you know and it's kind of that's just how you see your parents when you're young um and then as yeah as I've learned more about you know just being an adult and everything else it has been um a little bit you know more worrisome to have him on the course and especially like I said with some of the um the muscle and uh, injuries that he's had. Um, but for the most part, I know that his tenacity and grit will get him through those moments. So yeah. at the end of the day, I never feel so worried. And I know that the um, the EM, yeah, EMTs and paramedics can take care of him <laughs> if needed. <laughs> I have confidence in the people at Kinetic and the other race organizations to um, to help him. But, you know, Michonne, I'd like to add, you know, kind of add something to that. It's a blessing as a parent to be able to show your vulnerabilities to your children, to actually, you know, release those vulnerabilities and let them know, you know, you are just Only a human. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your dad, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm like anybody else. I think it's important. I think that's what helps our relationship, too. You know, Hannah knowing in fact, all my kids knowing my weaknesses are just as important as my strengths. And that's what, you know, that's what kind of keeps our relationship kind of real, you know, and really on an open level. So yeah. I'm glad, you know, she can, she can worry, but I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, expel my worries to them now. I love that. Yeah. Leading from vulnerability and, you know, a lot of parents, I'm just, I'm not generalizing, but I kind of sort of am. That's hard, you know, because you don't want your kids to see you struggle. Although when you get older, you start to see like, oh, my parents are human. They're not like these people who don't have real life problems because, you know, when you're young, you just think it's all, um, it's just all about you and all about them being just great. And so right. to, to right. hear you say that, that's so important and so you know, parents, especially young parents, it's okay 
to let your children see you in your moment of weakness. And I think yes. that's a good place to lead from and leading from that um, often makes you look stronger because you're able to share uh, where you're weaker. And so that's yes. really good. Right. And, so, and you know, this, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But this sport, you know, brings on emotion and it's fun to share that emotion, you know, mm -hmm. within the family. It's fun for them to see your emotion. You know, it's really, a, that's really awesome. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I you know. know. I know. <laughs> I mean, my parents, you know, they played, uh, they don't understand triathlon. So I need to be 100% clear. They do not understand it. They barely approve of me doing it, which is interesting because I'm just like, oh, you don't approve. Time for me to double down even more. <laughs> but, um, but I do come from an athletic family. Like, you know, my father, you know, played football uh basketball they played tennis a lot of tennis when I was growing up and my mom because she almost um drowned and her cousins they made sure that we knew how to swim and so swimming was the very first thing that mm. I knew how to do before I probably could really walk good was swim because I was in mm. swimming lessons you know from infancy and so um not that I was great at it but you know I took a long hiatus off but I don't even know what I'm saying now. Like, I feel like everything I was saying had a point and then I just had like a little brain freeze. That well, just that, that's the emotion, you know, the emotion with yes, the parents, yes. you know. Yes. So when my parents are tracking me and things don't look well or go well, or they actually have come to maybe one of my races and they're just like, you guys do hard stuff. Like, how are you out here doing this hard stuff? And I'm like, it's because it's fun. Like, it's really cool. And people, and even... I'll say coworkers, they don't understand why. And sometimes you may not have a why beyond, I just enjoy giving myself a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so out of that emotional, you can work out so many things, like you said earlier, yeah. Pops, um, that, you know, you work out your mental challenges. You're able to work those things out because you're allowing your body to get the endorphins that it needs. And you're thinking, because on the bike, it's a great time to think and process Absolutely. life. Like you may be having a problem at your job, and you can be super emotional about it, but by the time you get on that bike to work out, it's, it's all good. Mm -hmm. It's all good, right? All and good. You don't have to take yeah. it out on your family yes. members. <laughs> yeah, you take it out on the bike. Right. <laughs> take it out right. on the bike and not on the family. Yeah, exactly. You, you mentioned, Hannah, that you went the wrong way um, at your race at Waterman's. And so that was actually your first Olympic that you and your dad both did together. And so I want to bring in that first Olympic experience and just tell um, our listeners and viewers, what was that like for the both of you? Since we already heard one major part of it is going off course. So tell us about that race and some of the things that you learned from that race. Yeah, well, we had wanted to do an Olympic for for a while we had been doing the sprint distances for a number of years obviously with covid um kind of went on a hiatus and then i think at that point i basically said i'm gonna do an olympic and my dad was saying <laughs> not without <"Okay."> me <laughs> yes, yes we are, yes, we are. <laughs> I love it. That competitiveness, like right. you may not be quote unquote competing against her, but you're right. not going to let her get one distance up on right. you. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that. I, 
It's it's so true. We had done all most of the races early on, like up in the Connecticut tri-state area, New England. But this one, um, he came down to my new turf, and we went went to Maryland on the Chesapeake. So, yeah, it was um, a good a good race overall. I would say um, one of the things that we both struggle with, I think, is nutrition. Um, both prior to and then fuel during the race. So that was one thing that um, I was grateful. I had a little bit extra, extra of those goos on the bike and, <laughs> um, and kind of had to plan it out a little bit more, but um, yeah, it was, it was a fun, a fun race and doing the longer distance um, kind of made me want to maybe crave even more triathlon in my life. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, I cried at the end. I got there really? and, you oh, know, wow. my, my grandson was, uh, he saw me, I was coming down kind of around the last bend and he was, he came onto the course and I ran with him a little bit and, uh, you know, I said, I'll see you at the finish line. So I, uh, then continued on, I got to the finish line and I was alone at that point. I just, I had that moment and that moment is why you do it because that's a, it's a recognition of yourself. You know, it's a recognition of yourself. You know, we don't do that enough. We're always kind of powering forward, but looking at yourself, feel, you know, feeling an accomplishment, really feeling it, which is really what it's all about. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah, with you, you did, um, so the one, the mile swim, a 56 mile bike, <laughs> a 6.2 mile ride. Yes, I you had an extra Olympic that day. So how was that feeling for you? I had quickly not doubled the distance, had <laughs> yeah, quadrupled it or you know. Um, but luckily I had finally gotten a road bike. So I was I felt pretty comfortable. Um, but yeah, now that just created more of a burn, right? For the next thing. Yeah. Um I love that. So a little bit of backstory, what she isn't telling you is I think she had a was it a steel bike prior to the Olympic? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was the yeah. bike, which is funny enough that my dad had ridden um, after he had back surgery in the 80s. And I had been on that bike. <laughs> I had been on the back of the bike as a as an infant when right. he was riding it. Right. So it was a hand-me-down bike. Um, yeah, I think it was it was a steel bike that we just, you know, had had for a while. And that was my first um first triathlon bike. So once I had, you know, put four years, four or five years with that one, I was like, okay, it's time to, to upgrade to something a little lighter um, and see if I can excel. I think we, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, clearly you did excel because you did the distance of 56 miles without training for it. <laughs> Most people would be like, wait a minute, but that steel bike gave yeah. you that muscular endurance so that you could endure and overcome <laughs> on race day at Waterloo. Right, it was go. raining, it was cold. I'm sure you were miserable, but yet what I remember most is your smile. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and having a smile on your face. Yeah. I mean, you have to, right? It's, yeah. it's part of, yeah, part of why I do it. And it was still fun, right? That That's the weirdest exactly. thing. I'm like, what is wrong with it? I still think that's fun. But I mean, my whole family was waiting for me at the end. You know, they were troopers and you know, our, my ne uh, nephew was still waving the cowbell, cheering oh, us on. Yeah. And yeah, it was still, it was, it was a fun race. So 
way to try beginner's luck doing uh, your first, well, I guess we should say Olympic half. It's a good way to get your feet wet. <laughs> Absolutely. Test the waters. Let me see if I can do this. Right. Yeah, the bike is the longest. Wow. Okay. So you did your first um, Olympic this year at Waterman's, but you're wearing t-shirts from another event that was in Milwaukee, which is age group nationals. So talk about your experience at age group nationals. And was this your first age group nationals as well? Was it your first? It was my <laughs> first in attendance. Yes. I was an attendee. Yeah. I was not a participant. Yeah. Okay. So, so we went out and um, I was Hannah's road crew. Mm -hmm. So we went out to Milwaukee together and, you know, uh, yeah. brought out our bikes and, you know, kind of got ready for the race. And we got to know Milwaukee, which is a beautiful city and really enjoyed it. And another great experience. So how did you even know? Because I, I want the viewer or listeners, viewers and listeners to know, like, how did you even know that you qualify for age group nationals? Um, and tell us about that process in the road to get there. So I figured out I qualified via email. I had gotten an email, you know, from USA Triathlon that said, you've qualified. And I think I had qualified prior to the pandemic, actually. Um, but because of COVID and everything, we weren't able to go. Um, so there were a few just or a few races where I had placed in my age group, um, which was, you know, again, getting into the sport younger is helpful because I feel like as people get older, more people join the age groups. So I will <laughs> say there aren't a ton of people I feel like who are in the 20 to 24 age group at the time. But um, so I figured out I qualified, I think, from placing at, at one of those races. And I basically said, you know, the, the pandemic's winding down. I really want to do this. I'm going to do it. And I knew who I needed to call because <laughs> I knew who would help me <laughs> cheer me on. Um, yeah, be the road crew, the passenger. Or I guess I was the passenger. My dad did most of the driving out there. But yeah, we drove We drove the, what, 13 hours out yeah. to Milwaukee um my dad is loves the road he has done a lot of long distance driving so yeah we we um packed our bags up and and went out there and I think you know for one of your earlier questions Bashana, that was probably my favorite memory of doing triathlons together I just felt like that whole weekend you know yeah we biked along the river or the lake I should say um and just had a really good time together and I think that was Again, the the epitome of families who try together. That was the yeah. Um, it's another yeah. you know way to stay connected. You know, mm -hmm. with your adult children. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always tricky. It's so tricky. speaking of adult children, you have another daughter who lives in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. Yep, Sam. And so, what activity does she try? Does she run? Like, how does she connect with you guys um, in this new stage of life? I always say I had a daughter, I had a son, and I had Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> so my three kids are wonderfully different. Um, 
Sam has ever been accused of being an athlete, although I will say she's uh, she's taken to some road road running now. Okay. But she is one of our most ardent supporters. You know, she really is a, a big supporter of, you know, the family dynamic. And, you know, it's great that Sam and Hannah are down here in the D.C. area. They, you know, they're they're very tight. So it's it's a good situation. But as far as triathlons, I don't see that in her future. <laughs> yeah, this is a restricted, right. restricted. Sport. Right. OK, OK. Yeah. And what, and what about your son? And then my son, Matt, who was an incredible athlete, he's one of these guys that anything he did, he did really well. Mm. But he he always chose not he, – he kind of was like – he went against, you know, the, the norm. Like everybody wanted him on his teams. He was a great um, lacrosse player, football player. But he, he – he didn't want to stay in the lane and a lot of these team sports, you need to stay in the lane. And he, he's, you know, he's a free spirit, incredible athlete. He still is. He's, he's a couple years older than Hannah and he, you know, like Hannah, he works out a lot. He's, he's, you know, he's very physical. He likes to stay in shape, but he, I think what trips him up, he would probably try the triathlons, but you know what? It's always the swimming for most people, mm. you know, unlike your experience where you grow up swimming and, you know, and our experience where we swam a little bit and we weren't afraid to kind of take it to the next level. Most people get tripped up with the swim. You know, that's the one they just can't identify with. Yeah. I can. You find that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would say, 80% of the guests on Try Beginner's Luck, that is the biggest hangup is the swimming. And I understand, I I get it. You know, swimming is hard. You know, swimming brings a fear for people. They've had traumatic experiences and having to overcome that. And right. um, and it takes a while and you don't want to rush that. And so I, um, I just feel like your brother will probably come into himself you know, he's like, okay, I need a challenge. And when he's ready to learn, he'll learn. Just like most people, when they're ready to learn, they learn and they take it seriously. Um, I have right. a lot of friends. Um, actually, it's so weird. They've been calling me lately and saying, hey, you know, I'm really inspired and I'm taking swimming lessons because I may want to try doing this at some point. And I'm like, what? Wow. Like, and so right. to see, to hear that and, you know, as a black woman, hair being a challenge and to see some of my friends who are just like, Hey, we're getting braids. We're getting what we need to do so that we can take the lessons. Right. That to me is empowering. And I love when we as adults can take um, our own um, destiny into our hands and be yes. able to do the things that we might not have been able to do or could afford to do when we were growing up. And so right. that to me is empowering. And right. so, uh, the fact that you all try together and get an opportunity to do this together, I just, you can't take it for granted. What would you tell families um, who might be wanting to try, but can't, you know, seem to get it together to do what you and Hannah are doing? I think that, you know, my first suggestion for any family who's kind of like on that fence, just trying to, you know, figure it all out would be go to one. 
just go feel feel the experience you know don't don't go as a competitor but just go as a uh you know a a um uh spectator a spectator and just enjoy the moment and try to pick up cues from listening to other people's dialogue and just listen and seeing the exuberance that's around because there really is a ton of exuberance and you know positivity and once you're there as a spectator i think that would be the hurt the biggest hurdle yeah. and then you kind of then can figure everything else out try your first one you're gonna you know have an experience your first try <laughs> but I, I would suggest anybody just go as a spectator you'll 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 feel it okay yeah um did you want to add to that hannah yeah i was gonna um just say in terms of you know, getting into even doing it together, just going, even going for walks, right. And like putting on a pair of shoes, getting right, outside. Right. I think that that was, was something that we also started to do together early on to just have like that quality time. I, I feel like quality time is always better when you're moving, right. And you're outside mm -hmm. and just like, I don't know, that's when conversations tend to be deeper and yeah. um, kind of centering activities around, around those activities those um like walking things like that sure a good place to start too yeah for sure i love so what's next for team dighton the fighting dightons what's next fighting dightons. Yes. <laughs> what's next iron man I, yeah <laughs> let's skip all all distance i don't know we actually we started to um to try and look at uh, the try schedule for next year and okay. put together some dates. Obviously, summers, you know, summers fill up quickly as weddings and things like that start. So we're trying to solidify some uh, calendar. I said we'll do at least one down in this area, at least one up near near Pops. Um, and you know, obviously, we also have you know got to the point now we're moving forward hannah's down here she's with the dc tri club you know she's gonna have an opportunity to do many more events down here which is awesome you know she has good camaraderie down here so uh our string will be broken and she'll be doing events without me <laughs> Aww, how do you feel about that pops that's okay i'll I, i'll be a spectator i'll come down you know I'm okay with it. He is one okay. to come down at a moment's notice. and Clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I say that because he came down because he wanted, he came down to DC because he wanted to do this interview with his daughter. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, you did all this for try beginner's luck? Right. Wait a minute. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, Mashonda's energy was just, I mean, we had the, the same reason we were like it was so serendipitous we recognized her from the age group national championship and then we saw her you know at the the inn and yeah. both of us we were like it was wow, meant to that be. energy like yeah we just need to absolutely to connect and yeah, yeah. it was meant to <laughs> connect in the best of ways over food and trying right yes <laughs> and, yes and some sherry <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. On the sherry. Yeah, we we, we got into the sherry. <laughs> we got into the sherry a little bit. Oops. Mm, forgot about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my goodness, that is so funny. I actually just had some sherry the other day. I was like, oh, I've had sherry before and didn't realize I had had sherry. Right. <laughs> ah, such a nice aperitif. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Time flies when you are having fun. My goodness. You guys are so welcome back here anytime. Um, I would love to have you. Thank you so much uh, for being here. And we have like a little fun part of our segment where it's called, um, Lord, I just forgot it just that quickly, but it's rapid fire. That's it. So we have some rapid fire questions that we like to ask you really quick. Just say what comes to your mind first, and then we'll wrap it up. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Um, Favorite post-workout food? Oh. An egg burrito. <laughs> <Ooh. I know. laughs> ah, that's interesting. A, a burger. Okay, burger. All right. Favorite place to bike? Rock Creek Park. Lake Warmug in um, New Preston, Connecticut. Okay. Um, at the end of a race, is it beer, wine, water, soda? And I'm just going to add sherry because <laughs> why not? <laughs> definitely some sherry i would say mostly water for me i say beer water and beer yeah simultaneously simultaneously two hands hands. (laughs) yeah um what's your favorite thing about triathlon overall the energy yeah the camaraderie for sure Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all about the camaraderie. Audiobook, podcast, music, or silence when you train? Music. Silence. It's because his iPod never works. <laughs> He's not very technologically inclined. By silence by... By no other option. By no other option, right? <laughs> I love it. And what is a big challenge that you've had to overcome while you've been doing triathlons? For me, I, I had back surgery years ago and it rears its ugly head from time to time. So I have, you know, I have back challenges. So I have to know how to kind of nurture that along and how to train correctly. So I'm not doing the unnecessary pounding and have good days and bad days. And, you know, part of, part of that, challenge then is the mental challenge that comes along with that and that's that again is kind of like you know it it, that's life you know and you have to learn how to balance it and get over it and figure it out so for me it's my back yeah yeah okay i think for me now finding the time to train while also Mm -hmm. working um i was in graduate school before so it was a little bit easier and more flexible to find that time. And now I'm, I'm having to carve it out a little bit more and see if I can. Tyler's got a job. <laughs> have a job. So those darn jobs that get in the way of training. Job job. I don't know. She it's a big kid. It's exactly. training then jobs. Do they not? <laughs> I need some sponsors. If anyone's <laughs> listening. <laughs> sponsors, where you at? Let us yes. do this for the free. Like come through. Okay. And final question. Pee on the bike or take a proper pee break? 
proper pee break on the bike, but you can pee on the run. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it once while it was raining. Just but <laughs> just peeing in the swim. <laughs> just pee in the swim. We didn't even answer your question. <laughs> We picked the other legs of the race. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, I guess there's there's no better time to pee than whenever you pee when you try. Right. I don't know. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Try Beginners Like. As what we say at always, whenever you try beginners like you always win, but it's always better when you try with your family. Families that try together truly stay together stay connected and build yes. great memories and so thank you all for trying together and building your memory and legacy for generations to come and we will love to have you back on try beginners luck when you do the next big challenge so we can hear about that until then hey guys if you like what you're hearing please like share write us a comment send us a note let us know Share it with your friends. We want to get the word out about Trial Beginners like as we're sharing good stories about people's first time experiences. My name is Mashonda Shines and we are out. Peace. Thanks, Mashonda. Thank you, guys. <laughs>Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.